In the last two decades, over 7,000 American soldiers have lost their lives on the battlefield. Yet in that same time period, we've lost over 100,000 to veteran suicide. And hundreds of thousands more of our brave warriors and their families continue to suffer every single day from the mental scars of war, otherwise known as combat-related post-traumatic stress or combat PTSD. Enough is enough. We're doing something about it. Our 501c3 nonprofit, Operation Save Our Soldiers, is helping to change the lives of our brave men and women struggling with combat PTSD with our direct sponsorship of an exclusive warrior retreat and a revolutionary new therapy that's literally putting an end to their symptoms and suffering in as little as just one two-hour session without drugs or the old-school talk therapy pushed by the VA. The results are instant and permanent, but we need your help. Soldiers pay nothing for the solutions they receive at these warrior retreats, which means from time to time we have to ask for assistance to help sponsor their traveling attendance. With as little as just a $5 donation right now, you can help change the life of one of our brave soldiers and help them finally win the battle against combat PTSD once and for all. 100% of your tax-deductible donation goes straight to sponsoring a veteran's attendance, so you'll know your gift will directly impact their life and get them the help that they need. Many talk about supporting our troops. Today I'm asking you to do something about it. Please help sponsor a soldier today by going to www.operationsaveoursoldiers.org. Hey, what's up, Warrior? It is Jeff from WarriorLife.com, and welcome to podcast episode number 397. So this week, I have a few extra things that you're going to want to throw into your gun bag for your very next trip to the live fire range. And I'm guessing that most of you are probably not bringing a single one of these. In fact, I probably bet my life on it. (laughs) But follow my advice, and I promise you that your next trip to the range is going to be more effective, more fun, and it's even going to help you live a longer, happier life. I know that sounds like a lot to promise, so let's jump in and see. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. Hey there, welcome back, Warrior. This is Jeff Anderson, Executive Director of WarriorLife.com and the Warrior Life Academy. Hey, look, before we jump in, if you're loving our podcast, do me a favor, head on over and give us a badass review wherever you are subscribed and checking us out. You can go over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or on Stitcher, wherever you are getting this podcast from, please go and help us get the word out to other warriors out there about the content that we're releasing. It'd be a huge help for us to be able to get that word out and you are the means to be able to do that. So do me a solid, all right? (laughs) All right, listen. For this episode this week, um, I can probably guess what's in your live fire bag when you're heading off to the range, right? You've got, obviously, your gun, you've got your ammunition, and you're probably thinking I'm going to tell you to bring hearing protection and make sure that you've got your goggles and all those little cool things, right? That's not what this podcast episode is about. This is about the stuff that I promise you, probably 95% of you out there are bringing a single one of the things that I'm going to talk about, maybe one or two. But there's things that you can bring here that are going to help you before you get to the range, at the range, and even after the range as well. And it's going to make your training more effective, but there's also some things in here that are going to actually make you healthier. So let's go ahead and jump in here. I've got eight things that you're going to want to bring inside of your bag. 
All right, let's start off with one that I'm going to guess maybe some of you have this, but number one is a plan. So here's the thing. Don't just head off to the range just to go blow off some rounds and poke some holes in some paper. Every range visit that you have should have a purpose. So what are you shooting for? Is it for personal defense or is it for competition shooting? Like those are two very different things and they require very different mindsets and practice routines as well. So make sure that you know exactly what you're going to do when you get to the range. And most people look like they're just fumbling around and they're just kind of popping off rounds with their buddies. Now, if you really want to save some time and some money, make sure that you do everything that you're going to practice at the live fire range using dry fire first at home because experts have found that 80% of your firearms training should be done using dry fire methods at home. And then when you get to the range, that's where you verify those same skills with real bullets. Now, I actually look at range day as kind of like a scientific experiment. So when I go there, I am looking to accomplish something very, very specific. For me, it's a, it's like a lab. So to give you a few examples of like my last few trips to the range, you know, spot shooting combined with thumb placement on the slide. So I follow a spot shooting methodology. Like I'm looking at a very, very specific spot, but I'm also using point shooting. And there are different ways that people have learned to do point shooting. Well, I use my thumb. There's a very specific reason for that. I'll probably do another episode on that someday or do a video or something like that. But I wanted to use spot shooting with thumb placement and really practice that out. So that was one science experiment that I had. Another one might be a universal finger placement on the trigger that minimizes sway whether I'm shooting one-handed or two-handed. And another lab experiment that I did was the difference in recoil management based upon the elbow placement that I had on the strong side that I was shooting from and how it also affects the other side as well. Like, shooting with my opposite arm, some strong side, weak side. I know people don't like to use that terminology, but left side, right side, okay? So those are just a few examples, but I went to the range specifically to basically enter the lab and see what works best for me, not just to poke holes in targets. So make sure that you are going there with a plan. Now to add to that, number two here is a training journal. Documenting your training has a lot of benefit. And I hardly see anybody. In fact, I'm trying to remember if I've ever seen anybody at the range that's actually been writing inside of a journal about what they're shooting. So for one, having a training journal there is good for goal setting. Now, if you don't have a destination, how are you going to know when you get there, right? So setting a goal like for example, like like being able to shoot five rounds accurately in two seconds with both eyes open. So that might be one. Or it might be like um, first round hit from the holster in less than one second. So these goals are going to allow you to backwards plan so that you can focus in on all the factors that you need to work on in order to achieve that goal. And you can include those in your dry fire training as well as your live fire plans. You want to combine both of those elements of the training to really reinforce it and verify it at the range. Now, the other reason, uh, the other reason that you want to have a training journal is for legal documentation. So if you're ever forced to defend your actions in court, a training journal can help you show documentation of your mindset and how seriously you take your responsibility in being skilled enough to own or carry a gun. So a prosecutor may try to like paint you as somebody who is careless and that you like overreacted to the threat. Um, you might have to articulate to a judge or a jury 
why your actions were justifiable and that you practiced in a way that was responsible and you developed the skills that you needed to be able to think clearly and focus on the situation instead of like, like just how to operate the gun, which is what a lot of people that just buy a gun and then they have to, if they have to use it and they're not trained in it, they're like, they're caught up with trying to do the gun. That's why they don't maybe take it off safety and, and they're trying to pull the trigger and they can't figure out why it's not shooting or it jams and they don't know how to clear it. That's all going to take up mental bandwidth. It's going to keep you from making potentially an unlawful decision to pull that trigger, right? You want to focus in, do they have a weapon? Are they a threat? Are they not a threat? So you need to be able to articulate that and having a training journal is going to help you to be able to do that and show that, no, I'm a responsible gun owner. So you want to take your journal to any classes that you might take, document everything there, keep your notes in there, include dates and locations. All of this is going to give you a better foundation to show what a responsible gun owner you really are. Okay, number three to throw in your range bag here is chocolate. Chocolate. What? <laughs> All right. Chocolate can actually make you smarter and can reinforce your learning. So the compounds in chocolate have been shown to increase blood flow to the brain. And the end result of that is that it enhances your brain's neuroplasticity, which increases your attention span, reduces your reaction time, so it makes you think faster, and it also builds your problem-solving skills and boosts your memory so that those skills that you're developing actually stay in your brain and become wired in there that you can use them even under stress. Now, in addition, chocolate boosts the production of endorphins. That's those those feel-good chemicals inside of your brain. And scientists have found that endorphins have a powerful strengthening effect on learning and memory as well. In fact, rats that were injected with endorphins remembered things longer, and they showed improved maze running abilities when they were tested as well. So, yay for the rats, right? Well, yay for you too. I mean, you're trying to learn skills. The more you can do to boost your brain's receptivity of those skills, the better off you're going to be. Now, another compound that chocolate has been shown to increase is anandamide, which is often referred to as the bliss molecule. And that feeds the brain as a perception of reward. So that, that it's still a pleasure chemical there, but it it's specifically also works on the, the feeling of, of being rewarded for something. So by consuming even small amounts of chocolate during your training, you actually get this kind of like double whammy of, of benefits there. So you're priming your brain with an increase in blood flow and increased neuroplasticity to take in your training. And then you're combining it with a burst of endorphins and those reward chemicals in your brain. And the result from that is like a literal wiring of your brain circuits, wiring them together to reinforce those skills and stick them in your long-term memory banks, all right? But there's a warning with this. Not all chocolate is the same. So in order to get the maximum benefits from the chocolate, your chocolate should actually be chocolate. So some of the candy that you're going to find like in the checkout line is really just chocolate-flavored vegetable oil or like palm oil or something. So it's not really chocolate. You're not going to get those same benefits from it. So for best results, you want to go for a minimum of 70% dark chocolate, where the first ingredient there is something that's actually derived from the cocoa bean. So it might be something like chocolate liquor or cocoa butter or cocoa powder. Those are all things that actually come from the cocoa beans. So that's what you're looking for. Now, if you're not a big fan of dark chocolate, 
Um, like the darker the chocolate is, the better. Like the more you're getting those actual chemical compounds of the chocolate that are going to give you the health benefits. But if you really don't like um, dark chocolate, maybe start at like 50% chocolate and then work your way up to at least 70%. But start off in the 50%, get used to the taste. It's a little bitter. That's the reason why if you're used to just like sucking down a Snickers bar, it's not going to be the same thing, but you're also not going to get those same benefits from a Snickers bar either. All right. All right. That's number three. Number four is you want to bring a little tripod for your smartphone. So my brother is a, he's a high level behind the scenes skills coach for college basketball teams. And, and one of the key development principles that he uses in working with his clients is video based. Um, both with the skills that the athletes themselves are trying to work on, as well as with the opposing team, if their focus, for example, is on like a specific game or specific opponents. Now, what he'll do is he'll videotape the athlete that he's working with on his smartphone using slow motion settings for it. And he'll do this like like during practice. Um, he'll even do this during the game. What he's looking for are chinks in their armor. So when he plays the videos back to them at slow motion speed, he said he can see the player's eyes like they, they open wide, they start laughing, they start shaking their head because half the time the athlete isn't even aware of the little mistakes that they're making that are having a dramatic impact on their performance on the court. And you're going to you've probably heard of like um like boxers and MMA fighters doing this as well. So they're going to pour over footage of their upcoming opponent and they're going to look for what that opponent's strengths are and what their weaknesses are so that they can exploit them. So you can do the same thing by bringing your smartphone to the range and then setting it up on a tripod at your station. And then what you want to do is you want to go to the camera and look for the slow motion video setting. And then when you're ready to start shooting and you're working on the skill that you're trying to develop, hit record when it's run uh, when it's running. Um, and then what you're going to find is that it it's it's going to be a wake up call for you. Like it's a totally different perspective. Because you're focusing on so many things when you're performing the skill, when you're shooting, that you're most likely not thinking about the minor little things. They might seem minor, but they're the small things that can have a big impact, whether that is finger placement, whether that's what you're doing, whether it's flinching, no matter what it is, like you're going to start to see these, especially when it's in slow motion. So set that camera up, set it for slow motion, try different angles of filming as well, because you're going to pick up different observations depending upon your perspective. All right. Item number five here is electrolyte water. So it's estimated that about 75% of our population doesn't drink enough water and everybody's walking around chronically dehydrated. So that that sluggishness, that, uh, say that sluggishness that you're feeling in the afternoon and you're just grabbing like a cup of coffee to get, to get past the afternoon. Well, yeah, that's, that's really most likely just dehydration. And that caffeine is really just covering up the real problem, which is you're not drinking enough water. So not having enough water in your body is going to reduce your energy, but it's also going to reduce your concentration and your learning capacity. And it's going to do the same thing at the range. Now, we lose water from our body all the time, whether that's from sweating, uh, you go to the bathroom, you pee it out, even just exhaling. When we breathe, you are letting vapor out. You're, let, you're exhaling out water from your body. So you have to put that water back into your body to reverse all those negative effects like the sluggishness. But 
I don't recommend grabbing like a soda or an energy drink, which is what a lot of people do. They'll just go and grab the energy drink there. And then what you're doing is you're loading up on chemicals, sugar, caffeine, all this crap. And that can contribute to other health problems that are out there. And it's, again, just masking out the problems there. Now, one of the best ways that we really make sure our body and our brain are ready to do some serious training and get max benefits from your session is to bring along a water bottle and have it filled with filtered water and some hydration multiplier powder. Now, you may have seen these spring up on the market over the last couple of years, and they can actually help you hydrate faster than if you were just to drink water by itself. So essentially, these hydration multiplier powders use a science known as cellular transport technology, which is kind of a fancy way of saying that it uses a very specific electrolyte ratio of sodium and glucose that act as co-transports that pull water from the stomach and into your body at an increased rate. So faster hydration equals more alertness, faster learning, and better retention of your training, okay? Item number six that we're gonna talk about is the right target. Look, people, I'm gonna, like, this is gonna be, I'm, gonna, I'm just on a mission here. Like, stop using basic silhouette targets. Stop it. Throw them out. Get rid of them. So visually, what these do is they train you for shooting at a basic form of a human instead of somebody that actually looks like a human. Now, this is one of the reasons why a lot of police departments, uh, a lot of people in the law enforcement community are really pre- are preaching this right now, is to change the type of, of target that people are shooting at because of all of the accidental shootings that are happening of unarmed suspects by police. So those things happen partially because we've been used to shooting at these silhouette, silhouettes for these you know, the, the tests that they have to go through, they've just been used, you know, FBI, law enforcement, they've been used for so long that they've just become kind of the standard for these shooting tests. Well, these silhouette targets can instill training scars that can play out in the streets. And that's what they're finding is that that's kind of what happens with the law enforcement training. Because all you're looking at is a blob. It's a silhouette, like a, a form of something like a human, but you can't pick out whether or not there's an actual weapon there. It's not really training you for that. It's creating these training scars to shoot at the shadow. So what you want instead is a life-size photo target of a bad guy holding a weapon. And when I say life-size, I mean life-size, like it should be the size of a person. So one, this is realistic, So if you're like me and you're into spot shooting, then you actually have something to focus in on when you're aiming. Um, There's other reasons. I'm actually going to probably do a whole podcast on this because it's it's really become kind of like my my latest preaching with everybody. Um, I buy mine from actiontarget.com. So if you've got like a gigantic stockpile of those silhouette targets, the very least you can do is go ahead and go. You can go to actiontarget.com and you can get some some stick on like weapons. Um, even just buy some of the, some of the, uh, I don't know if they've, ha- I don't know if they have any just like uh, faces or not, but, uh, but anyway, I, I buy all of my targets from there. There's a lot, there's tons and tons and tons of different image based photos. You're not looking for like the cartoon version, the draw drawn out version. You want the ones that are actual photos of real people. All right. Okay, item number seven here is the Twister Spinner app for your smartphone. Okay, so at the range, 
you're typically deciding when to shoot based upon whenever you're ready to shoot. That's it. And in real life, you're shooting in response to an outside stimuli that you consider to be life-threatening, right? These are two entirely different thought processes. Think about that. In one, you're deciding when to shoot based upon when you're ready, not because that paper target down there is doing something. But in real life, you're not doing that. You have to wait until you're looking for something that is is life-threatening to you because it's in response to something. Therefore, it's you're, you're thinking the wrong way at the range when you're practicing these skills. Now, a shot timer is helpful because it's going to give you an auditory stimuli that you have to respond to. It's a surprise, right? Like it's a random, like it's going to beep and that's when you take your action. Those are great. The only problem with that is that typically the response that you are... Um, or, or the, the trigger that you are responding to in a real fight is not typically going to be auditory. It's going to be visual. So having something that is a visual cue for you to be able to do something is going to help you out a lot. It's going to be more realistic in that way. So a Twister spinner app. So I'm, when I mean Twister, I mean like the game Twister. Remember that? Like you stick your left ankle behind your neck and like run in place, you know, whatever, like left hand to, to green. Remember that game? Everybody kind of falls all over one another. So they make apps for the smartphone for this so that people don't have to, you remember, you know, like, remember when you were all like tied up like pretzels and then, you know, you were the one that had to spin the, spin the little, the little thingy and like you ever reach over and now it's like, now you fall over because you're reaching over to spin the little spinner. Well, they make these apps now where it'll do it for you. It'll call it out to you. It'll just show on the phone. Pretty cool if you're uh, playing Twister with the uh, with the wifey on uh, Friday night there, huh? But it's going to give you a visual signal there, but it also has the ability to give you additional parameters because you can start out with just like color-coded actions, like um, like shoot one round anytime that green is shown. So what it does is it basically you set your, remember that tripod that you've got there? You set your phone up there and then... Like it'll go between, you can set it, it'll do it automatically over a certain interval period. And so it might, it might do green, then it might do red, then it might go back to green, then it might go to yellow, then to red, then to blue, then to red, then to blue, then to green. So it's going to go in random orders there. And you can just go by the color if you want to, right? So you can start out there. So shoot one, one round anytime that green is shown up there. Then you can start to ramp things up because also on there for the twister version of this it's also going to have a hand or a foot there and it's going to combine it with different colors so you might then go from shoot whenever yellow or red shows up plus a foot so then you have to really discern what's showing up there even more so it might be red might show up but it has a hand on there it's not a foot Yellow shows up. There's nothing there at all. All of a sudden, red shows up and it's a foot. That's your cue. You've got to take those. You have to shoot those rounds. So you can do a lot with this. You can have a lot of fun with it. And it's going to be more realistic as well, in a way, right? It's going to give you a a visual cue that you've got to go off of. Okay. The final thing that I've got here is actually a combination of things. But item number eight or, or number eight on our list is a lead removal detox system. So not, not a lot of shooters are actually aware of the dangerous health benefits that lead poses to your body. I'm talking about things like, um, like damage to your kidneys, brain damage, even small amounts of lead 
have shown to have an impact on memory and cognitive thinking, uh, thinking, as well as like lowering the IQ of children who have been exposed to. Remember the um, uh, the was it Flint, Michigan, having the lead in those water pipes, and what they found is that there were learning difficulties that have come from over a long period of time of this lead poisoning in the water system that people have been drinking, especially the children with their developing brains. Um, pregnant women can even expose their unborn child to lead and damage their baby's nervous system and its development. Now, what does this have to do with your time at the range? Well, you ever heard of slinging lead or sending lead down range? Well, the primer inside of those bullets that you're sending down range, they have lead in them. And that gets blasted out into the air every time you fire around. 95% of the bullets themselves that are out there are lead-based and you touch it every time you load your magazines. Now, the lead from your range trip, that gets on your hands, your face, into your hair, into your beard, on your clothes, on your shoes, and it stays in the air for you to also breathe in. Now, this is one of the reasons why indoor ranges are required to have a filtration system installed to make sure that they can get as much of it out of the air as possible so that you're not breathing it in. But that's not foolproof. You are breathing it in. Even shooting at an outdoor range isn't going to fully shield you from being exposed to the lead. And you can even ingest that residue that goes from your hands or your clothes onto whatever food you're going to eat. Even after you get back home and you're bringing all that back into the house for your family to enjoy as well. So think about that the next time that you're yelling at Junior for that D minus that he got on his math test. Well, like maybe you got something to do with that maybe, all right? And I mean, and don't even get me started. If you, if you're pregnant and you're a woman and you're pregnant or you have a pregnant spouse at home, like, don't even get me started. Like you need to know about this. So what you need inside of your range bag is a lead removal detox system. And here's what you want to bring with you to the range. So first you want to bring an extra set of clothes with you. Um, and you want to wear different shoes than the ones that you'll be bringing back into the home when you get home, all right? Because lead gets on the soles of your shoes and you track it everywhere after that, okay? So extra set of clothes and you want to wear different shoes for the range. Now, next, you want to bring a clean trash bag with you. So after you're done shooting, you want to go off to the restroom and change out of your shooting clothes and your shoes and bag them up and tie them off. Now, these are the clothes when you bring them back home. You're going to wash these separately from your other clothes, okay? The shoes, you're not going to send those to the washing machine, but you want to make sure that you are not putting them in the house. You want to keep them somewhere else, keep them, keep them in the trunk of your car or wherever, but you want to have those separate, okay? Now, I also have in my range bag some lead removal soap um, that I use at the range. So when I get in there to change my clothes, I'm going to scrub my hands and my arms to remove as much of that lead residue as possible. And I have some lead removal wipes that I can use on my face and beard as well. So you want to make sure that you have these inside of your gun bag as well. You can get those even on Amazon. Lead off is, is a very, very common one that you can get. Um, there's also some wipes out there that you can use as well. So, so make sure that you grab those. And then finally, what you want to bring with you is a high fiber meal bar to eat on your way home from the range. So studies have shown that eating something after shooting reduces lead exposure because 
it's going to carry it through your digestive system faster than if you're kind of just like eating food, you've got it on your fingers or you breathe, you were breathing it in. So now it's in your throat because you're breathing it in. So your nasal passages. And so um, you want to eat something after. Now, studies have shown that eating anything after you've been shooting can help. All right. So I'm, again, we're assuming that you've already scrubbed your hands. So you're not transporting that lead dust that you can't even see over into the food and then ingesting it. But you eating anything has been shown to be able to help with removal of lead from your system. But I think personally, like a high fiber bar is probably best because hell, I know you're not getting enough high fiber anyway. Like I know you're not getting enough, so get it in anyway. And for me, like it's gonna it's gonna travel through your digestive digestive system faster because of the fiber. So I just I recommend a high fiber bar. Get it out of your body as quickly as possible. All right. Okay. So that wraps things up for this week. Um, what I want to hear, I want to hear from you. What else do you have inside of your range bag that you think most people are not carrying with them? That's also going to help them. So go ahead and hit us up on our blog over at warriorlifepodcast.com and leave a comment there, what you thought about this episode and in the comments section there. Plus, don't forget to check out over on the YouTubes. We are over there, youtube.com slash warrior. Make sure that you subscribe there and hit that little bell while you're there so that you don't miss a single episode. Got something really, really cool coming up for you in, um, we're going to give it a shot next week, uh, but... Definitely across all channels, we're going to have something really, really special coming up, but you're going to want to be subscribed to know what that is and when we're going live over there, okay? So make sure that you go over to youtube.com slash warrior. Go ahead and subscribe there. Also, you want to check us out over on the Facebooks, over at facebook.com slash warrior life ready over there um, because we'll be, we'll be doing some stuff over there as well, okay? All right. That wraps things up for today. And until our next Warrior Life podcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. You've been listening to the Warrior Life podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive.